a brewing method where he had, um, you know, I guess you would say first wort hopping and that he added hops to the mash tun. Um, but then af- after that, outside mash of that, hopping, also- actually. <laughs> mash hopping, yeah. mash hopping. Yeah. Not even first wort mash hopping. Um, and then, you know, for good measure, the beer was dry hopped as well. Oh, wow. Um, and it was dry hopped with, you know, both Czech and German hops. Um, and <laughs> listening to your last podcast with, uh, with Jennifer Jordan, uh, who I, I know and love, we're both, uh, we both have, have work, uh, for the Chicago Bruseum. She was saying that German hops weren't as common as a lot of sort of American craft brewers romanticize them to be, mm-hmm. um, in the 19th century. Um, and you know, so I think there is some variance between what was brewed now, but I love it. I think it's a great balance of malt and hops. Um, this time also Fabio used Virginia grown barley, Mm -hmm. primarily, um, almost all the barley, uh, was Virginia grown, uh, two row barley. Whereas in 2016, the first time we brewed it, we used all German barley. Um, and I think there's just something to be said for fresh malt. Um, that's not to say the barley we used in 2016 was stale. Um, or not fresh, but I just think, um, me personally, I feel like, you know, before getting into beer research, I really sort of was, was a home brewer, a dedicated home brewer. And the moment I purchased fresh barley from a micro maltster, it was like, it made such a difference in the final product of the beer. So the Kuhnbacher Favio brewed was just, um, it, it was a malt bomb. If not for the dry hopping, it would be a malt bomb mm-hmm. um, where the roast character was um, was there, but it wasn't super roasty. Um, there was no acrid sort of coffee taste. It was much more um, like, a, like a dark cacao sort of chocolate taste. But, you know, whereas um, where sweetness might come in, the beer was 6.2% alcohol by volume. So where a beer with that kind of um, alcohol might have sweetness, the hops really offset it. Um, and then the freshness of the malt just made it taste like so wonderfully rich and bready and malty. <laughs> that sounds great. Yeah. And that's your idea of what this beer was before it became a near beer or before it became a table beer or something. That, there was one version of it that was made at that, at that strength, you think? Yeah. Uh, so, so Ron had, um, I think it's an 1880s recipe that targeted a 6.2% alcohol by volume, um, target. So that's what Fabio was going for. And he hit the target. Um, and we did sign, we did find some analysis of that, but the reality is that, is that, you know, what Fabio was brewing in America, 6.2 ABV beer would have been very high. You know, we look at, we look at Blatt's Brewing Company out of Milwaukee, you know, their Kulmbacher was 4.75. Yeah, ABV. that's, that's more like a... So, and, and, and I think exactly. And even that would have been fairly strong, you know, and if we're talking about the 1880s, um, forget the 1940s, like post prohibition, 1880s, 6.6 would have been crazy strong. 5.2 would have been very strong. 4.75 was also strong. You know, lager, there's a lot of lager at this point in time. That's much closer to 4% ABV or even lower. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting to me if, if this were an export product that was just crazy strong and was known for having crazy strength, the domestic product, the daily drinker would need to be 4% ABV or, or really lower. You do other work with history and beer history. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Sure. Yeah. So, um, 
first started making historic beers at home as a home brewer, um, very much influenced by the work that, you know, you have done, um, that, that Ron had done. Um, and so just, just tinkering around one gallon, five gallons at a time. Um, in 2013, I was getting, uh, my master's degree, um, in, in creative nonfiction. And, um, my thesis kind of focused around, um, family and science and beer history. And so I started researching, uh, the Christian Heyrich Brewing Company, which, uh, was Washington DC's biggest brewery. And in 2013, um, we partnered with the Heyrich House Museum, kind of similar to the Pabst Mansion. Uh, we have the Heyrich House Museum, which is a small uh, house museum.